0: welcome to the Crystal Conversations podcast, where conversations of growth and resiliency, faith and falling meet your day to day challenges in authentic stories of the struggle, each equipping and encouraging you to own the value of your journey. Thank you for joining this Crystal Conversation. everyone welcome back to the crystal conversations podcast i am so excited to introduce you to this dear woman that i am about to have you listen to today i actually met her through a common zoom that we attend we attend a women veteran zoom and the goal is really connection and community in western pa and some of our folks are moving all over the country or all over the world for that matter but The common bond is that we initially met because we were both women veterans. But what I found out is that she has a passion for connecting with others and also serving others in wellness. And so it is my honor and privilege to introduce you to my dear friend, Delia Veshi, and she is here to say hello and tell you a little bit about herself. Delia, welcome.
1: Thank you for that beautiful introduction. I'm over here blushing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I love that they can't see us blush or like our eyes (laughs) bulge in our conversations. So what do you want people to know about you?
1: Oh, boy. Okay. So, um, I mean, you you covered a nice deal there in in the introduction. And since I moved back to Pittsburgh almost three years ago, so it's interesting a good portion of that happened to be during this you know, worldwide pandemic. And um, I think because of like the effects that it had on me personally and the struggles that I dealt with during a time of literal isolation for me, I was in a room with four walls. I lived in a tiny studio, didn't have my pet yet. Didn't have a lot of great connections in the community yet. Couldn't see my family. Um, And I think it had me do a little bit more of a deep dive on how can I connect? What are some ways that I can connect with others in the community while we're not actually face-to-face? And it's interesting how things kind of evolve over time, because initially I got involved in the wellness community just, well, obviously for my own personal enrichment um, to deal with some of my struggles. Uh, my daily, either physical or mental health struggles or both, and um, find people who might be experiencing similar uh, uh, issues in their daily struggles. But it ended up turning into something completely different. <laughs> and it's funny how that can Doesn't happen. it always?
0: <laughs> we think we're on one track and then, wow,
1: look what just happened. Then life happens. You know, life Uh, tends to steer us in these directions we never thought we would ever go
0: so you moved back to Pittsburgh I didn't realize it's only been three years which yeah not even
1: wild Mm -hmm. what where were you before (laughs) all right so I'm kind of a nomad of sorts uh I was in Florida for three years I started there after I had separated from my uh, then husband. And uh, I eventually took a job with a nonprofit up in uh, St. Augustine, Florida. And when unfortunately that did not work out, my dad recommended, like, hey, why don't you come back up to Pittsburgh while you figure things out? And it's like, okay, you know. And um, my journey kind of um, ramped up from there as far as trying to, Um, improve my own personal uh, physical development um, mental health the whole nine yards I had these goals I was trying to meet some of them I at the time I you know looked like I fell short of but it was just you know redirecting you know and and I'm trying to change my my language as far as that goes yeah I mean it's like instead of looking at it as like a defeat or failure it's like minor setback or redirection and that's okay. You know, um, one, one particular one was whenever I was training for the marathon, it was going to be my first marathon almost immediately after my 40th birthday. It was one of those bucket list goals and my back started giving me issues again. I was getting a bad spasming and everything. And it was because, you know, I, I was dealing with a lot at that time, you know, with the moving from Florida and, My mom had uh, passed away right before that, you know, just tending to all of these uh, very uh, heavy life changes. So my body didn't want to cooperate. Okay, that's fine. And I said, you know what? I still want to do this. Let's uh, let's just try the half. And it was like two days, maybe three days before the the half, I got completely debilitated from my back spasm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this. And I, I went to the expo and there was this amazing physical therapist there and she did something in my back and I could hear like pop. Oh. And she was like, keep ice, stay off, stay off of it the best you can, do the stretches, I think you'll be okay for Sunday. I'm like, cool. Wow. And my uh, dad and a friend of mine, they, they were like, hey, just listen to your body. If you feel you have to stop, if you feel you can't do it, that's okay. And I'm like, well, my goal is to go and at least attempt. And I will listen to my body. If I can't finish, I can't finish, but at least I tried. So long story short, I did finish, you know, um, and I started setting other like small goal journeys as far as like keeping up with um, uh, wanting to try to run. I always say try, you know, so if people say to me, oh, wow, you're a runner, I'm like, well. I'm a walk runner, but yeah, I'm a runner. You know, it's like like, I move my legs as fast as they will go for
0: the distance I'm about to attempt.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, you and I were speaking offline a little bit about, you know, how we experience certain setbacks and it seems like mine tend to be very seasonal. And right now it's like, and I, I get a little down on myself a little bit, but I try not to go into that place. Um, I try to go to the place of like, all right, I might not be where I thought I would be, but I can still continue to move forward and maybe go on a different journey. You know, maybe it'll take me in a, in a direction that I, you know, end up finding out is um, is more, you know, beneficial and worthwhile well for everybody involved anyway. And that's okay, because We don't know what the future holds. Only God knows, you know? (laughs)
0: Absolutely. And listeners, if you haven't started taking notes, I mean, we've only been on the air for like less than 10 minutes. And I just want to highlight a few huge things. When you experience a major life change, whether it's a move, whether it's a change in jobs, relationships, finances, I mean, those things, play a toll on our body. And oftentimes we are so busy navigating how to figure out whatever that change that has occurred, like just trying to figure out day to day that we forget to tune in and recognize that every minute of that experience is releasing stress chemicals into our body and it's impacting the way our body functions. And if we have not taken Some ounce of attention towards our body, whether we have predispositions or diagnoses or illnesses, whether or not we have those things before that season, our body still requires energy and attention towards it so that we can do that well. And so, hearing just this story about, oh man, move from a marathon to a half marathon, and the words that you're using, oh, the words have power. Like Mm -hmm. you didn't say I can't, you didn't say I'll try next year and sort of put your hands up. You didn't, you said, I will try. Let me, let me figure out what I can do. And if I don't finish, that's fine. You still put one step in front of the other. And so that to me, those are powerful things that somewhere along the line, you had to start learning those skills. Those were not natural things.
1: Mm-mm. And it took years. Yes. Yes. I. Um, but it's so cool looking at that timeline. You know, when you look at when you started and you, you make these small goals and you take these ba- baby steps and you have these little minuscule changes, But if I look at Delia now and almost 2022, God, oh. I know, so weird.
0: (laughs) I think when they're listening, it might be 2022, which is crazy. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) So, you know, I look back, let's say 10 years ago, and I'm like, wow, I've come a long way. You know, at the time, it didn't seem like it. But when you look back, it's amazing. The, it's amazing the the uh, milestones that you have um, uh, achieved through those through the hard work and the anger I was so mad
0: (laughs) when my body decided it used to be able to do this and mm-hmm. now it, like we were talking about all the shoulds, it should be able to do this. Like if we mm-hmm. look at a linear age timeline of like the amount of effort we're putting through, the shoulds and the used tos will, they'll, they'll kill
1: us. Let me just highlight on something you just said about linear, we, uh, this is something that took me a long time to recognize understand and kind of change my own language. You know, it, we learn in our society that life needs to be linear. Uh, when I say that, I'm talking about our, our, the milestones that we hit. You know, we, we go K through 12, and then a lot of people end up going to college. Okay, with college, you meet your mate. Uh, you meet your mate, you get married, you get married, you buy a house, you buy a house you have the kids you know and it's like this pecking order and it's you know what life is not linear mm-hmm. and it's okay if you go uh, it, uh at your own speed and in different directions because most of us do and we yes. just don't see it uh crystal and i were talking about uh how we see things on social media and instagram and it's like I, I try not to be that person that only shows, shows the pretty, <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, to me, like, you know, if I have somebody say to me, like, I'm a, I'm a yoga instructor, and if, if somebody says to me, oh, I can't do yoga, I'm not flexible enough, I'm like, I teach, I, I teach in inclusive and accessible spaces. Yoga is for everybody, not, and everybody, of course, but every body yes we can all do something even if it's just sitting there and honing in on our breath and finding that rhythm and connecting with ourselves that that's the form of yoga believe it or not meditation is a big part of yoga i don't want to get too much into this i could go everywhere It's,
0: (laughs) it's exciting and it's powerful because before I got sick. So I joined the military right after high school. And as soon as I got out within four months, my body went haywire. Mm -hmm. And for the next 10 years, I was in and out of the hospital because my body wouldn't cooperate. And I remember while I was in the military, I tried one of these yoga classes and I was mad because (laughs) I couldn't get my brain and my body to cooperate with one another. I was like, I can't breathe and move and stay balanced. And it was, it was basically a representation of what was happening on the inside of me. I wasn't fully connected with understanding my emotions and my body movements as one human and, and one creation. And so that experience compared to where If I were to walk into a class, I'm not a regular yoga person, I'm not someone, but I am someone who checks in with what the Holy Spirit is telling me, what my body is experiencing, what my brain is thinking, like what are those phrases and what are those things that I'm allowing my brain to dictate how I'm living my life. And for me, like you said, it has to be inclusive to meet a person where they're at, like whatever we, whatever we embark upon, whether it's yoga, whether it's a therapy journey, whether it's trying to paint or kick a ball or whatever it is, if we don't meet ourselves where we're at and we remain disconnected, we will experience what, where we're at, like no matter what we're doing. Yeah.
1: And that's true, and i and I love that you said that because that is a phrase that um, I've been trying to um, instill in myself so that it becomes more natural and auto uh, automatic. Meet yourself where you're at. Meet others where they're at. Take yourself outside of yourself when you're trying to meet others where they're at, and that's a difficult thing to do because we are all we all tend to uh, in some way, shape, or form, some more than others, tend to think and help in the way we think and do things. And we're not all at that place. You know, I, they could be maybe more advanced than us. They might think different, more differently than we do. Maybe their body reacts differently than ours does. Um, maybe they've experienced a heavy amount of trauma in their life and you have to take into account that they're carrying that with them through their lives and that's gonna affect how they go about doing things.
0: So sometimes we, we do the work, we do the deep dive to get to know ourselves a little bit more, but as an instructor, someone who is doing an inclusive type of class where there is difficulty or struggle or potentially trauma behind where you're meeting them, and, and for the person who maybe isn't an instructor, but maybe you have toxic family members, maybe you have difficult friends who just don't get why you feel or ache the way that you do. Delia, is there a, maybe a phrase or a, a mindset that you step in to meet someone where they're at? Because they don't have to understand you. They don't have to get you. They don't have to they don't have to care about you, but how do you meet
1: someone where they're at? Oh, that's that's a good question. And and it, it looks different for every encounter. Um, you know, perhaps maybe in my Tuesday night yoga space, you know, where I have uh I might have allies uh and advocates, and I also have people who might have their intellectual or developmental disabilities and they're in the class. And um Again, we're all different and we move differently. Some of us may only be able to experience you know, certain types of movement. And the other needs to find a way just to um, work through whatever emotion that they're working through. And that's okay. Um, sometimes you just remind uh, those to continue doing what they're doing while you go and work with maybe a person who's struggling a little bit. And that's okay. And that's what I keep telling myself. It doesn't matter. That's okay. Yeah. And just keep reminding myself and that's okay. You know, we're, we're all in, in different spaces even when we're sharing the same um, uh, combined space. Uh, we all have our own little protective bubbles around us and that's okay.
0: And it, it's actually healthy to identify where I start and where I end and where you start and where you end in our bubble. And,
1: and even I, so I, was actually, <laughs> I was actually, I was
0: actually, yeah, go ahead. Okay. right. So I like that you say when we each have our bubbles, like we know where Like I start and I end and where you start and you end because I was, I was actually blowing bubbles with my five-year-olds the other day and some bubbles stick together. Like Mm -hmm. they find ways to meld together and travel for a period of time. They may not stay like that, but if we recognize I've been teaching a lot um, to different organizations and businesses when a, when an incident happens or when they're really struggling with the pandemic burnout and this chronic struggle. Like that's really my specialty is how do you navigate a chronic struggle? How do you find your tap into your own resiliency and own it, be aware of it like we're talking? Um, and and why is it so hard right now for others to recognize that this, this stress plays a toll? Well, because. Most humans on a scale of 0 to ten, zero being completely free, no stress whatsoever, and 10 being like over the deep end. Most humans pre-pandemic were functioning on maybe a 2 to 5 scale. They had their ups and downs. It was a nice flow of stress, recovery, stress recovery. There were things that happened. Maybe it would escalate to a 6 to a 7, but nothing was really holding them in a high stress situation, for the most part, like on average, the globe. But then the pandemic hit. And over time, now nearly two years into this, you have folks who are every single day waking up at a six or a seven, every single day trying to figure out why on earth they can't calm down. They don't have the skills, the mind-body alignment, the the spiritual groundedness, the the things that mean the most to them were not set up pre-pandemic. And so as they continue to get bombarded by change, by environment, by fear, they continue to escalate. And so something seemingly as simple as a door slamming or someone being stretched for finances or pulling out in front of them, it escalates them to that place of a nine or a 10. And they don't understand, either they don't recognize it in themselves or others don't understand why they're screaming (laughs) when when they're at that place. And it's exactly what you said is, it's okay. You're okay. Like right, right where we are
1: is okay. Yeah. that's You know, and it's something, it's a lot to sit with. It's a lot to process. Um, I think that's for, you know, the mindfulness uh, uh, definitely is a useful tool. And, you know, I, I use this word, mindfulness, and a lot of people, you know, have their own definition uh, sometimes as to how, what it is, how they see it, how they practice it. Um it, it embodies um such a wide variety of whether it be like what I just did right now, I took a deep cleansing breath mm. and it's funny because sometimes uh, I, I hear an auto question from somebody saying, are you okay? Like, cause I sighed and it's like, I'm fine. I was just taking a deep cleansing breath, you know? I was just uh, it's my way of low collecting down. myself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that out breath is the most important. That's something else I've been trying to um, recognize and um, even incorporate uh, in, in my own practice or facilitating to others is take that deep breath in. Yes, you're holding at the top, but don't hold your breath. You let it out. And it's that exhale. That's the most important. You're cleansing yourself of anything you may have been holding on to that is causing the, the tension, uh, the tightness, um, the soreness, the whatever, Yeah, the anxiety. You know, you're breathing through it and you're letting it out. Will it come back? Probably. What do you do? Do it again. That's all you do. You just keep doing it. Again and again and again.
0: That is so important because sometimes we think that if we do a self-care move, tactic, action, whatever it is, modality, that once we do it, like we get a massage, we go on a vacation, we take a deep breath, we draw a picture, then it should be better. Like it, it goes back to that that linear type of thinking where we do this and then this relief. Ex- should be there. And the reality is our experience in this broken world and as imperfect humans, as you said, offline is we assume this equation because so much programming and, and life results sort of build this, this messaging. But the reality is, If we take a deep breath and we slowly let it out, one, we're going to need more oxygen again. And two, the situation probably hasn't changed all of its variables to go away or provide relief just in that one breath. You're going to have to revisit a combination of skills and approaches that allow you to continue navigating and ongoing stress, like it's
1: not magic. <laughs> Wellness is not magic. It's not like we have this magic wand that we can wave around and go poof, you're better. You know, um, it, 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 I think it's difficult for us to recognize, like um, everything around us uh, is is capable of breaking. Mm -hmm. Um, and it may not be able to be fixed, but it might still be usable and managed well, you know, and that includes ourselves. And I know everybody wants to like, oh, do we have a pill for that? Oh, do we have this for that? You know, whatever it might be. Um, you, you mentioned massage. Massage is one of the greatest tools I have in my toolbox where it, yeah, it doesn't fix my problem, but it definitely helps to manage it so I can go on and live. a a quality life, you know, the idea is just to build this quality life, have these, um, you know, meaningful relationships and connections, whether it be with people or animals or, you know, your faith, uh, whether it be nature, you know, whatever it might be, it's just developing that meaning uh, behind it.
0: Did you always know the things that were important
1: for you or was that in itself a journey oh big journey uh we talked about you know how we're programmed you know it takes a while to realize like all right i have to deprogram. like almost deconstruct it sometimes too and look at it in pieces and try to put it together in a way that uh helps me to to function um you know because i still do have certain goals that look linear but if it happens in a certain way uh, that as it, uh, goes kind of against the direct, uh, excuse me, the timeline I thought it was going to go in, mm-hmm. I tried to recognize that and realize it's okay, you know, all right, so I did that instead of this first, you know, it's like maybe people who wanted to, like, maybe got married while they were in school, let's say, you know, you're working on, let's say you're working on your PhD, and you met the love of your life, you get married, you didn't plan on having a kid, but you got pregnant. Okay, well, you had the baby before you finished your PhD. And you do what you can to, to still, you know, uh, have that goal of finishing your PhD while also raising your child. And sometimes, yes, it does get put on hold. But if you really want it, you can go back to it. Or if your life goes in a different direction that you find more meaningful, that's okay too. And I think it's just important for us to remember that it's not a failure if you decide to walk away from something. It's just you're going towards something that uh, has more meaning in your life. And I think that's that's a beautiful thing, you know, just embracing wherever it is that you're at.
0: And recognizing that there is value in the journey that has gotten you to that point so far, like it hasn't been enjoyable or comfortable, or maybe there have been parts that have been, but as you said that the word failure, it's really not a failure. It's an opportunity to, to learn what you've gathered so far and then make the decision. What is it that you're carrying with you forward? And what is it that you're releasing right there? Because we can't carry all, all the things our parents have said to us up until (laughs) this point. And we can't carry all the ways that we don't fulfill our friends or our loved ones needs. Like we can't take on all of the ways that we don't look like that filter on social media. Like (laughs) there's just, there's just so much that we can't be that if we keep looking at all of those things, we will feel so small and insignificant. But when we actually realize how much strength and value, and you joked and said that you're kind of like a nomad, there has been so much value in the amount of moves and places. Oh
1: I've goodness, moved nearly 20 kidding.
0: times. My husband has moved nearly 20 times.
1: And there's so much we've learned in that. And, then, and somewhere along the way you guys met each other and you know, like you during your moves you probably thought, I never thought in a million years when I was in this place I would meet my life partner. You know. <laughs>
0: It is, it's interesting how you can't is. plan it either. Like that doesn't <laughs> go in the plan. You can't determine, like you said. <laughs> it's like, I didn't plan this. You know, it's like, at month oh three well. in my degree program, I'm going to start dating. And at uh. month,
1: like 18, we're going to have a proposal. Like it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. I mean, I never thought in a million years, like I, I when I got out of the military and um, when was that? the first time uh 2001 and I went into the reserves because I wanted to go back to to school I wanted to continue my education and then I got involuntarily transferred to a unit in Maryland had to quit school and I'm like all right I'm here I'm going to do my mission and I'm going back home that's it you know that that was in my head and I met he's not my now ex-husband but that's okay yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we remained very friendly. I still, he was a part of my family. He's always going to be a part of that journey. Um, I still have love in my heart for him, you know, but it just didn't work with us. I digress getting back, but I never thought in a million years, I would meet him in that location and end up developing this love and wanting to spend my life with this person. Yeah. And And ultimately that's what happened. And you know what I mean? Like we went our separate ways. We thought we were going to break it off and we ended up missing each other. And then we came together again, you know, and it's like, who would have thunk, you know? Never (laughs) in a million
0: years. I mean, I never thought it. I joined the military thinking that that was, that was what I was doing.
1: Oh, I thought I was going to be a careerist. Yes. Exactly. I just took a break for school. I, you know, I, I had, every intention of going back in active duty after i finished my education so. and it's
0: it's crazy but we learned so much i remember looking back like i joined thinking it was going to be a career ended up chasing a boy and chasing college like and was like all right mm-hmm. like i dropped a great set of orders to go work with the the seals um, and train yeah, with I them that. and i had gone through everything that i needed to do i had the orders cut and then i i actually had to make the call and i remember just crying because it was such that it was such a change in my expectations that yes. i thought i was going one way i was choosing to go another but i would have because not that can met. be a
1: very heavy load to carry
0: it it's crazy even when
1: it's good change you know yes
0: because Good and bad change still have weight attached. We don't really give good change the credit and the attention that it requires planning a birthday celebration, planning a wedding, planning for a baby. (laughs) (laughs) You and I have been there. (laughs) taking, Taking on a new
1: pet. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I'm dealing with that right now. You know, uh, Reggie is a ball of energy and um, it, it's a lot for me. So for my parents, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. I'm staying with them in their house. And I got this crazy dog, you know, he fits right in. Like, he's a weirdo like me. Hey, I love it. But
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's <laughs> like- beautifully perfect, but it takes energy.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. But I'll tell you, it was interesting. It was almost like Divine Providence because while they were decorating the house, like we're very into Christmas here. So while we were decorating the house, um, Reggie was actually very calm and we we were all so surprised. But the minute we were done this morning, Wow Back to normal. <laughs> in fact, there he goes. He's chiming in right now, you know, because he wants to be a part of the conversation. So
0: <laughs> well, he is welcome to join us because I think there are so many who understand the fur baby and what that means.
1: Yeah he's like a child to me. I don't have my own children. Um, you know, as I said in the beginning, i I was alone during the pandemic. I tried and tried to tried adopting, and it was actually, only not even about three months ago, I think is when I got Reggie. So it took me a long time to find a good match, you know, because he had to take to me, I had to take to him. And it was like, it was meant to be.
0: That's so important. I'm actually in that stage now because we have to find what works for us. And I didn't realize when I got out that I needed a dog, but Um, my fellow veteran and the guy I was dating clearly saw what I didn't because it was winter time and I had just left Hawaii and went to Washington state. So my body going haywire and my brain following suit was, uh, was definitely a need of a pet. But recently after she was 16, um, 16 and a half in April when she passed. So I've really had like a full, chunk of time, nearly a year, um, that I've sort of watched myself without an animal and I've been weighing the options. Do I need a dog? Do I miss her? And what does that grief feel like? And I've really got mm. to tap in on what are the hobbies and self-care practices? What are the daily rhythms that I need to make sure I'm just tending to, My thoughts, like what are the thought pathways that I want to keep and what are the ones that I want to move? What are the emotions that I'm feeling? And yes, they're valid, but do I want to stay there? And then what are the external pieces that I bring in um, that, that keep me well? That's so important. Yeah. Do you have like a daily rhythm? Do you have things that you know, are your (laughs) non-negotiables for the day or the week?
1: I I do. And it's usually uh, in the morning and at night. I have a routine. I like to stick with it. It's, 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 I think what keeps me somewhat sane and on track. Um, There has been a lot throughout the day where I had to learn like, okay, I just need to, you know, um, recognize that this may not be a good day for this, or I end up surprising myself thinking like, all right, I'm actually feeling really good today. So I'm going to go out and do this. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. But so my my habits are in the morning, I wake up, I make my breakfast. Reggie eats at the same time I do. Uh, well, first he goes out, but, and then he goes back out after we're done eating. And I like to listen to my podcast. Uh, usually it's like one that uh, is news related, you know, first thing in the morning. And and then I decide what I want to listen to after that. I'm I'm a in bed by ten kind of person. So at night, um, unless I'm having a bad night, you know we all have those. Um, But yeah, I you know I I do my nightly um, self care uh, routine of you know brushing the teeth, washing the face, play with the dog a little bit, um, put him down, put myself down. (laughs) Uh, A lot of times I have TV to keep me company. And then I shut it off. Sometimes I'll put on a podcast to fall asleep. Sometimes I don't. I always have a snack, too, I noticed. <laughs> so it's, uh, I have to have like that nightly snack. And uh, oh, gosh, uh, bear with me here. So I said I was going to unpack um, my, my daily routine um, sometimes. OK, so sometimes it's a struggle for me to do certain things. Uh, and I get stuck in my head. And instead of just doing things, I'm one of those people I have to think about it first. I don't know why. Um, I think about something first and then I do it. But I get caught in my head sometimes and it becomes overwhelming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I end up finding myself not being able to do whatever it is that I want to like work on that day.
0: Oh, I and relate so much. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. and it's like i I have to try to. The difficult part is recognizing it. Um, because when you're in that when you're in that um, fight mode, I guess, you know, um, you don't see it as it's occurring. It's usually after the fact. Um, it's important, I think, to have certain um, techniques to help manage it in place. and it takes time to work on these and to develop what works best for you. And it's always going to be a work in progress because we do become uh, a, a little lackadaisical at times. You know, uh, we become a little bit—god, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, we go kind of on autopilot, um, and we don't necessarily recognize that we're slipping away from our healthy routine that helps us get through the days and to accomplish and focus on things that we're trying to accomplish and focus on until it's too late
0: and then we're like oh it hurts why why did I do that
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and it's like or things build up and um and then so you see there's this snowball effect and one one kind of builds into the other and um once I recognize it a lot of times like it might be days later you know and I'm like oh crap you know, I got, I didn't do this. So I need to pay that. Um, I had this deadline, uh, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. And that becomes a very anxious place. And it's like, all right, take that breath. And as sort of, our sit back and I take that breath. Because I become so overwhelmed by it. And sometimes I just need to get that rhythm back in place just so I can slow things down in my head and say, okay, what's, what needs to be done right now at this moment? What can wait? What was something that maybe was on my list that might've seemed uh, like uh, something I could, could, I could accomplish at the time, but now just seems like a, uh, a very lofty idea. I'm gonna put that over in the filing cabinet. Maybe I can get to that another day. I'm gonna focus on this. Obviously bills are very important. We need a pair of bills. Um, you know, uh, getting to a class on time if we're teaching, um, uh, getting our notes prepared and any information we might share with our class for later that day. You know, these are this is what it looks like for me. And um, the idea is just, showing up you may not be at your best you might not be 100 percent. you may even look look a little disheveled and people may notice and recognize that and they may judge you on it it's very possible and most and, of the time
0: they don't even know that you just went through yeah, it. yeah
1: <laughs> it's so true a lot of times it's in our own heads and we're like they don't even notice you know they're they're too busy worrying about their own lives you know, yes. but no matter what it looks like, the idea is just to, to power through, get through it. And sometimes you have to even take things off your plate and you call and you say, hey, listen, this is something I thought I could do. Unfortunately, at this time, I realized I took on a little too much. Can we maybe um, revisit that another time? Yeah. And we have to learn these things. We have to learn it. And sometimes we have to reteach ourselves it, as well, because like I said, we tend to go on autopilot. And we lose some of the skills that we develop to help us through so that we can do these things in our daily lives. That was a lot.
0: (laughs) No, that was, it was beautiful because I actually listeners, if you, before Delia took her breaths, if you rewind your podcast, probably about two minutes and all you do is listen to the pace and the volume of her speech in the way that she was louder and faster. And then she took her breath and she was able to slow down and go softer as she was walking you through. That in itself can be powerful to hear ourselves do that, but it can also be powerful for the person who receives the way that you speak. I, I usually train a lot of managers and leaders who, when they are feeling the pressure and the stress and the deadlines and the backlog of ideas and and just feeling like they're either getting, they're riding a tsunami forward or they're just getting buried by an avalanche on top of them. If they can take that deep breath and slow the pace of their speech and soften the tone of their voice, it impacts the environment around them. And and you may have been drawn in simply because of the way that she was pacing and softly speaking that that unfolding, but this is a tool that you can use for yourself when you're doing that data dump. Sometimes your brain is so backlogged Mm -hmm. and the only thing you need to do is make a list of anything in your head and just put it down. Don't edit it. Don't take anything as a weight or a good or a bad. Just get it out of your mind. But as you're doing it, slow yourself down. Be gentle with yourself. And be gentle as you talk to yourself through these priorities that Delia was sharing, like the bills do need paid. I should probably put that on top. I need to show up here because they expect me. There are other people and making the call, knowing that that call to release something from your plate can be a really difficult call. Like our ego does not like making that call.
1: And we're also worried a lot of times. We we create this narrative in our head that, oh, they're going to be disappointed. Oh, what if they yell at me? Oh, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Yes. We're not fortune tellers. So um, the idea is just to have that hard, uh, brief conversation. A lot of times we end up really realizing it wasn't as bad as we thought it would be.
0: And that they were feeling <laughs> the same things in their own life of
1: too Isn't much on wild? their plate. Yeah. And they're it's just so like, oh, thank goodness. Together in that. Yeah, that's so true. I have that happen more often than not. I'll, I'll feel bad because like I was supposed to maybe have a, a call with somebody and I'm like, hey, listen, I have way too much happening right now. And they're probably like, hey, that's okay. I do too, you yeah. know? And, and people are typically more understanding than we realize, but you are gonna have individuals who aren't as well and I think as long as we recognize that hey we're going to encounter some people who might be have a little too much rigidity they might um, carry around a lot of toxic energy um, that was one thing I had to do as well in my life is that that was one other thing I had to do in my life was recognize like who was a healthy person to have in my life and who wasn't. And sometimes you have to create that boundary for yourself. You have to create that boundary to protect yourself. That is set for you, not for the other person. So if it's somebody, even if they are still a part of your life, because that's just how life is. Sometimes we have people that we may want to break away from, but they there's no way to yeah they're they're attached for a season yeah yeah you know whether it be somebody that you work with or a family member whatever it might be but you can set a boundary where you only share certain things with them you only allow so much of your energy to um uh, be exhausted uh and and then you it, it takes time it takes a lot of time but I, I broke away from somebody years ago. I, I basically had said, "Listen, I, I think that um, this is unhealthy. I'd rather just speak to so and so about this instead." It's yeah. not that I don't love you, um, but I, my mental health comes first.
0: And we only have so much time and energy to to give out. Because if we have our own stuff that we are trying to navigate in a healthy way, it it doesn't mean that we're being selfish where like, look, if I got 168 hours a week, I want 160 of them. No, like we have certain things that require a little bit more energy, like on days that are not so easy, we may need a little more time and energy allocated to us than we do depleting ourselves and hurting ourselves for other people. And I know that was always my tendency for the longest time is I will give all of myself to everybody else and I will be depleted to the point of resting and and not being able to feed myself or hydrate or do basic things.
1: And And then you're not able to give yourself to that, to whatever is needed.
0: And then you're mad. And then your mental health is mad. (laughs) And then
1: usually they're mad too. (laughs) They're
0: mad. You're mad. The whole thing. We're all mad. (laughs) Yes. But when we draw those lines, uh, that's
1: powerful. Yeah. And they can shift, you know, it's not static. It's not set in stone. You know, everything, uh, you know, tends to evolve over time. You may decide that you know, that person no longer needs that, that very rigid boundary anymore, you can soften it, uh, you may realize that, hey, I, I'm actually feeling really good and healthy and have more energy myself, I can give more to this again, you know, it's, and, and it's great, it's a wonderful thing, you know, it ebbs and flows. So- Are you listening
0: in because you found yourself ready to grow, heal, and own the value of your own journey? Go deeper with this month's digital download, bringing you points of reflection, great quotes, homework challenges, and additional mental mile markers you can use to enhance the value of stories shared by our featured guests and personalize this growth-minded resiliency content in areas that mean the most to you. Check out the podcast notes for the link to purchase at this great introductory rate now back to our show so as we as we come to sort of the end of our time together i think we've learned so much about the power that we have within ourselves to not only get to know ourselves and acknowledge the season or the place that we're in currently but the power we have in our words and our action that can help us navigate steps to move forward. Like we have so much more within us than we allow ourselves to when we're hurting. Like sometimes we just take it from the world, we take it from others, we take it from our own insides. But the reality is, is there are a lot of choices we can be making. And so um, in terms of choices to be making, you have ongoing classes things that you offer in the Pittsburgh area that yeah. folks can tap into tell, yeah. tell us a little bit about that to make sure folks who are in the area can
1: connect okay so um, Crystal had mentioned you're probably going to hear this in 2022 so things may change a little bit at the beginning of the year um, so one of the um, organizations I'm working with is Open Up Pittsburgh and it's offering yoga, movement, improv, all of that kind of wonderful stuff um, for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Typically, we also deal with people with physical people who may um, be sight impaired, hearing impaired. Um, it, it's ever-changing and ever-growing. It's amazing. Uh, the the um, founders of the organization started like mainly working in the community at the schools and things like that. Um, I discovered them around the time I was hoping to, like it was so funny. I was having a conversation in my head, like I wish I could find a yoga uh, uh, um, certification program that works more in the, um, you know, uh, providing inclusive spaces, you know. And because I have my own disabilities, and I knew there was going to be certain things that would be challenging for me in the process of learning, in uh, in on how to facilitate and instruct. And I saw something on Facebook and it was one, in one of the communities I belong in one of the groups. And, and it talked about what they were about and it happened to be you know, working in the, uh, the uh, disability community. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. So I reached out, uh, I became a part of their first cohort um, for the 200 um, uh, hour program. And we ended up having to shift direction and uh, uh, have our classes online whenever the pandemic uh, forced us into our homes and not seeing each other but we, we were able to do it It was amazing. Um, You know how we were able to shift um, from in person to zoom. Um, with Zoom being said uh, I also do something it's it's with Wounded Warrior Project so you actually have to be a part of Wounded Warrior Project but um, I do a mindfulness series it's quarterly and I try to stick with like the seasons and each class it's bi-weekly on a Wednesday at 7 30 p.m and I try to focus on something that may be relatable for that uh, time of year. Mm-hmm. And it's been extremely rewarding. So we'll focus on one mindfulness um, subject. Uh, we'll go through that quickly after we check in with one another. We'll go through that quickly. And then I um, lead a meditation for a few minutes. And then we wrap up just checking back with each other and how we felt before and compared to how we're feeling now. And it's been extremely rewarding and I've developed these great relationships with the people who um, are able to attend that. And um, as far as back to Open Up, um, uh, I do teach uh, at the Pioneer School for Pittsburgh Public Schools through Open Up. They have a wonderful partnership. Uh, We're waiting to hear from other schools on whether or not they're able to get the funding they need uh, to work with us as well, and God willing, they will be able to, and um, we'll continue in the schools, and we may even pick up more in-person classes in the studio. The studio is located on Butler in Lawrenceville, oh, cool. um, and if you go to open up a uh, uh, website, the classes are live on the website, and there's something for everyone on there, so um, it. it it's very uh, minimal right now as far as our offerings, but it is going to grow and expand, which is wonderful.
0: That's so exciting, and it really does tap into if you are a listener and you feel like you don't know my struggle or you don't know what it's like behind closed doors, and and you're really closing yourself into this this space, into this room. Um, if you haven't seen it because of this pandemic, please recognize that the isolation, there's research studies decades old. It's not, it's not just a pandemic thing. Isolation will exacerbate symptoms of anxiety, depression, and trauma. And that is very powerful because what Delia is sharing is you may not be in the Pittsburgh area, there are creative opportunities for you to not only connect, but find ways to tap into your body and your mind that can be personal. Um, I found so many amazing people over the last two years that have creatively adapted what they used to think this practice or this habit or this connection point could look like and they turned it into something beautiful that was so much more collaborative because they needed people's skills that they didn't have to do the thing they did well and it actually brought people together more than they would have if they would have stayed with the same old way of doing it and so
1: yeah thank god right Yes. So it, I'm it, it's so amazing. excited. Yeah. And, uh, I definitely, we found creative ways too. We worked with, um, best buddies and we were offering uh, lunchtime yoga for them on, on zoom, you know, because it was still a way for them to connect, to have that structure and routine in their life. Even when they were, unfortunately, we were all isolated at home and, um, it, it's important. It's really important to keep your body moving and your mind active, because if you don't, that's whenever things tend to break down. And, um, you know, we always have to find healthy and productive ways of either, you know, working on our own um, um, personal wellness, but also connecting with others and creating those relationships. Because we are social creatures. We're not meant to live in isolation. And yes, you can be an introvert, but you're still connected. Um,
0: And it doesn't mean we're touching one another. It means we're, we're living the same moment, the same experience, the same like we're connected through tragedy. We're connected through victory. We're connected through certain milestones. You and I connected from a women's veteran zoom.
1: It was wonderful. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I thank Patty every day for, you know, to myself that she created that because it really helped me through the beginning.
0: You know, oh I would sit out on my
1: soup and I'd talk to you ladies. It was great. <laughs> it really,
0: we f- Found, we validated that social piece of our humanity that we don't always give enough credit to, and so I have so many things I want to talk to you about. I know um, <laughs> we might have
1: to do a part two. I don't I know. know. <laughs>
0: I'm. I definitely want to hear. I'm so excited because what I'm trying to to test out is our listeners. I I have the digital downloads for folks to take and really soak in the information from our episodes. And I feel like we've covered so much, but there's so much we could develop. Um, I am not opposed to a part
1: two. I love, I love this <laughs> I topic. Love to I love the overlap. Um, Can I I'm say excited. one more thing? I'm sorry. Yes, please. Uh, are- I, no, just related to veterans again, um, uh, Wounded Warriors. Um, we also have, finally have a peer support group in Yay. Pittsburgh. So. If you are in Wounded Warrior Project or if you're a post-9-11 veteran or military member that might be able to qualify becoming a, a, a part of Wounded Warrior Project, please do. There's a lot of great resources through that organization and ways to connect. Um, and we have, a, a even just in the Pittsburgh area alone, or as Crystal was saying, uh, we found ways to branch out nationwide. I, I was doing a, a fitness class um friday after thanksgiving with people that were in alaska and san diego yes. you know on zoom i mean it was wonderful um and then i'm also our um our warrior leader for the region as well and uh every once in a while create um a uh some kind of function that's open to people in the pittsburgh area that are part of the warrior project something fun or whatever so yeah, just be on the lookout for all that. There's so many great things.
0: Oh yes. I I wholeheartedly I wholeheartedly encourage folks to tap in. Whatever your niche, whatever your your unique personality, whatever whatever it is, like give something new a chance because you don't know what it's going to stir up inside you. It may not be it, but it may be one of those footsteps that lead you down a path that you could have never expected. And I mean, Mm -hmm. we're here having this conversation because of those unique footsteps and the the leads (laughs) that we took. So any final encouraging words, Delia, it has been an honor.
1: Oh, yes. For me too. Um, well, yes. Final, you know, remember to breathe. I know we, we breathe um, automatically, but when I say remember to breathe, just taking those deep cleansing breaths it will really help you to stay grounded and to regain that focus on whatever may be um, uprooting some anxiety. Um, be gentle and kind with yourself and also recognize that we all have our own Um, personal struggles and we all carry it differently and express it differently so just um, you know encourage yourself to remember that we all we all exhibit and process things differently we don't know the other person's struggles and sometimes it's important for us to just step away from those moments where somebody may be at heightened levels of stress and anxiety. And that's okay. Um, it's not our job to change people's minds all the time, you know? Um, so because we we are going through a lot in our society right now. And we're seeing them coming. Uh, we're seeing it being presented in real time, like those actual struggles that we deal with. And just remember, be kind to yourself create that space for yourself and others and know that we are imperfect human beings in an imperfect world. And you know what? That's okay. It's beautiful.
0: I love that. I love, there's so many unique things that we have been created and listener. I I pray that you have you have heard that your journey has had value, that your thoughts matter and that your emotions are valid right where you are. And so we thank you so much for listening. It is an honor to have these conversations in this way and bring in these amazing guests like Delia. And I just am excited to see what your journey in the steps ahead hold for you but either way, thank you for joining us. Please share your story. Please tell a friend, thank you.
1: That means a lot, Crystal, thank you so much.
0: Absolutely, thank you for being here and everyone, thank you for listening to this Crystal Conversation. Thank you for joining this Crystal Conversation where stories of growth, resiliency, faith and falling are authentically shared to encourage and equip you in your journey. If you've been inspired, please feel free to share the love and tell a friend about these Crystal Conversations. If you want more inspiring, growth-focused, and resiliency-related content, find the Crystal Conversations LLC page on Instagram and our Facebook page, or go to crystalmcfadden.com and subscribe for our newsletter and other content-related goodies.